Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tara Brunette Mindset Podcast, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, dream body, and just creating your dream life. Okay, so I am honored to welcome Melanie Ann Laird to the podcast today. She runs a multi-million dollar brand called Alpha Femme and creates incredible trainings and content that changes lives all across the world and is so filled with wisdom. I have a breakthrough every time I listen to one of her trainings. So welcome to the show, Melanie. Thank you so much for having me. And that makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just was listening to your Clubhouse um, Q&A last night and I love it. Yeah. I'm so happy. <laughs> So I, I know that you've told your story many times on all the other podcasts because I've listened to all of them. So I kind of wanted to jump ahead into kind of um, a little further along in your journey. And I was wondering what the mindset shift was for you that had you jump from just a regular six-figure business to a multi-million dollar brand. Ah, this is exciting. I'm so happy that we're talking about something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This is fun. So first of all, the six figure brand was such a huge, incredible feeling. Like I remember when we crossed that six figure mark and it was like, I was so freaking proud of me, but it felt like I was a coach. Like that was the extent of my work is that I was a coach and I helped people transform. And I was, you know, I was exchanging basically to an extent time for money because I was doing private coaching calls and programs. That's how I made it to six figures. I didn't have a mastermind or anything like that. It was just my private coaching uh, at first, not even programs, actually, just my private coaching. So it really was exchanging time for money when I first started. Um, what, what really happened for me is when I launched the Alpha Femme brand, something changed. So I remember when this word came out of my mouth, Alpha Femme, and I literally felt a shift in me like, Oh my God. And I had operated under just the invisible coach when I first started as a coach, Melanie Layer Inc., MLI, um, and then the boss vibe, all of these that felt really fun and expensive and I really enjoyed. But when Alpha Femme hit, it was like, oh my gosh, like I've just touched something. And I remember feeling like this brand is so big, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to rise to fill its shoes. Like this is a big deal. And I, I just kind of took it on, like, not just my work is important, but this brand is important. Like, I want the world to know Alpha Femme. I want people to, to feel like Alpha Femme. I want this word to do for others what it's done for me. I want it to be something that people take on, like, I'm an Alpha Femme. I am an Alpha Femme. I want it to mean something for me, for you, for us. I want it to be something that's big for all of us, that it fuels all of us. And if I'm to lead this then I've got to be big, like really big as a person, as a, as a leader, like there's work to be done. And it was this identity piece where it was really like the boss, the badass, the goddess, that trifecta, the identity work. How, who am I going to be when I'm feeling good? And when I'm not feeling good as the goddess, who am I going to be when I'm feeling good? And I'm not feeling good as the boss, who am I going to be when I'm feeling good and not feeling good as the badass? How am I going to navigate these archetypes and their flip side and be super conscious about who and how, like who I am and how I navigate things. And that is what started to move things in an exponentially different direction. It was like, I self-appointed myself important and then everything changed. 
Oh, I love, I really love that you also specified um, on the good days and also the bad days, because that's something that I actually haven't really thought about before. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Like everyone has good days and bad days. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it would be completely crazy to imagine that just because you become successful, the bad days go away. That doesn't make sense. So a lot of us only think about how good life's going to be on the good days when we're successful. And we forget to think about how we're going to navigate the not so good days in this new identity and this newfound power. Like who am I as a multi-million dollar business owner on a bad day? Mm-hmm. It's an important question to ask. Yeah, that is amazing. So were there specific um, things that you tried to practice or was it really just kind of like an energy that you chose to step into each day? It's an energy I choose to step into each day because I really see it as like identity work. It's not, it's not about what I do as much as it is about who I am while I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And is that elevated version of me and my mind and my energy and my thought processes and my emotional mastery. And so, and making it a part of who I am made it a lot easier to navigate because sometimes when we're lost and we're overwhelmed, we ask ourselves what we should be doing. Like, I don't know what to do. What should I do? But you don't ask yourself, who am I? That, that's something when you get behind that you just know. What we tend to lose track of is what we should be doing. So if we attach our, our next level to an identity instead of a, a thing to do, we don't feel as lost. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that so much. Um, so now that you are where you are, when you want to hit kind of a new level in your business and life, are there any certain steps that you take? So I have a very strange kind of way of doing things <laughs> because I don't do the whole steps thing. I, I cast energetic projections like of what, what beyond this can I imagine experiencing in my body? But I don't really know what that's a match for. My brain will tell me it's something. And then I act in alignment with that thing, whatever that thing is. And next thing I know, I've manifested something entirely greater than what I originally thought. Um, so like my goal for this past month, we've been, you know, casting energetic projections for multi-millions a month. That was the idea, multi-millions a month. So what does multi-millions a month mean? It it means anything above one, basically. So multi-millions a month, but why? So then what's the energetic projection is like, I want to be, I want to feel into being a person who creates multi-millions of dollars a month. What does that identity look like? What does that power look like? How do I run my business at that level? And it changed the way I set up all the things because we've got two two properties now and we're doing renovations on both of them. We're creating an extension on our island house and we're remastering our log cabin. So it was like, okay, how do I show up as a, a woman who makes multi-millions of dollars a month? How do I show up to these meetings? How do I show up to this? Like, how do I show up as this identity, this identity, this identity? And we had we had yet to cross a $2 million month. So the, the hope or the dream was going to be like, in, in aligning with this energetic projection, there will be a $2 million month. When is it? I have no idea, but that's, that's energetically what's in the field, but there's no plan. There's no goal. There's no, how many people do we need? There's none of that. It's really just energetics. And we crossed a 2 million mark on like week three of the month. And almost like literally if my, my private client who paid in full for a year's payment would have come through, we would have had a $3 million month. Wow. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. But like, I could not have imagined that there's no way if I would have said to myself, we're going to go, we're going to try for 3 million. I can tell you right now, my brain would say, are you insane? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Three, you've never even done two. 
You know what I mean? Like this is the thing with the mind. I'm very well aware that my mind cannot even compute the things that my energy is creating right now. That is um, okay. That actually kind of, I didn't have this question written down, but I was wondering if you could riff a little bit on collapsing time. Yeah. So one of the things that I experienced early on is realizing that anything that I try to do that is, that I've never done before takes me more time. Mm. And I think the reason it takes more time is because I negotiate with myself so much in my head and I spend a lot of time in the human mind. So how am I going to do this? I don't know how to do this. What if nobody does this? How many people would this need to be? What's the plan? What's how many things should I do? How many things should I say? What should I, there's a lot of that going on. And what we forget, I think is that it takes time to think. Oh yeah. <laughs> like we don't factor in thinking time in our lives. And the fact is thinking takes just as much time as doing like you can think what it would be like to clean your entire kitchen while you're still on the couch for the time it would take to do it. Mm -hmm. So I used to spend a lot of time in thought and I called it innovation at the speed of thought. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm, go I'm thinking so fast. I'm thinking so much, but uh, unfortunately, like by the time it's time to take action, nothing's actually happened. I'm just innovating at the speed of thought over here, innovating, innovating on thought, innovating on thought. And then there's no action. And it, it's very addictive to innovate at the speed of thought because everything in the land of thought is so possible. Mm -hmm. But then as the minute you go into action, sometimes you've dreamt something so big in your mind and then the action feels impossible because you're trying to figure out how on earth you're going to do this thing. And now you're going to negotiating with yourself. So what I found for me is that it's far easier for my mind, like a way to break the system of my own brain a little bit. It's easier for me to do something twice than it is for me to do something the first time. Mm -hmm. Even when I think of the trips I've taken in my life, like, oh my gosh, if I wish I could be the kind of person that goes to Hawaii, then I went to Hawaii once, I've been six times. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like the first time feels impossible. The second time is easier. Third is easier. And the next thing you know, you can go twice in the same year. Because doing something for the second time somehow is just not as hard as the first time. Once you've done it, your brain recognizes it as possible. So what I have found is in order to collapse time, I've got to spend a lot less time in my human mind or else I'm doing all the work twice. And what's really important is that I'm doing something that I've done before. Yeah. So instead of saying to myself, I need to do a $3 million month, I will say I'm going to collapse time around how fast it takes me to make a million because I've done a million before. I, at this point, we've done a million in September, November, December, January, February, March, April, and then 3 million in May. And I obviously it was like 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, 1.6, 1.7, but still. So we're at like eight consecutive million dollar months. We're almost consecutive because um, October was a 8.3. If we would have had that one have been nine consecutive, but eight, $8 million months. So I know I can make a million dollars. The question is just how fast can I make it? Because if it takes me 30 days to make it, I'll make one. But if it takes me 15 days to make it, I could make two. And if it takes me 10 days to make it, then I can make three. So it's collapsing time around something I already know how to do instead of trying to get my brain to com comprehend something it's never done before. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Um, if you, so when you had that month, that was a little bit lower, um, how do you move through doubt and fear? I don't know if that you experienced that during that month. Of but course. That, yeah. Well, I experienced the doubt and fear right at the million dollar mark. When we did it, I was like, I am never doing this again. <laughs> like, I don't know anybody who's done this. I don't know anybody I can talk to. There's no one with a similar 
perpendicular than me that I could be like, Hey, talk to me about what it's like to do this twice. I don't nobody. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I've got to coach myself right now that this is possible to do again. And I remember I was on the phone with one of my clients who was having a similar feeling around the six figure month. And I was telling her, I know you're going to do a six figure month. I know you're going to do another one and then another and another. And the reason I know is because I had the same fear when I ha- had my six figure month. And then I've done at that point, I'd done like 14 already or something when she was freaking out. And I was like, you're going to do this. And she was like, and I said, and the, the truth is I'm feeling the same thing around my million dollar month. And she said, who cares though? <laughs> like who cares if you never have another million dollar month? Nobody has a million dollar month. Like it'll be your best party story for the rest of your life. And I found it so funny. I was like, you know what? You're right. So what if I never hit that number again, what would it even matter if I never did it again, if I did it this time? And it, it just kind of gave me this feeling of like, who makes million dollar months? Even if it, on my deathbed, when I'm 90 years old, I look back and it's like that one time I hit a million dollars in a month. Isn't that enough? And I was like, yeah, it is. And I let go of the feeling of lack. And October, I was supposed to get married and COVID and everything, our, our wedding got canceled. And I was really sad in October. And I feel like my emotional power got compromised. And that's why we didn't hit the million dollar month. But I also feel like I somehow I believe in the perpendicular. I believe, I believe in the cryptic intelligence inside of that, not hitting the million of all the lessons I learned and all the power that came from not hitting it and realize it does not freaking matter. It's not about the money at the stage. It is not about the money. It's about the growth. It's about the evolution. It's about the people. It's about the brand. It's about what it stands for. It's about women. It's about putting big, big money in the hands of women. It's about normalizing wealth. It's about being a leader through all things, successes, failures, up, down, fluctuations, high is like all of it. And it just landed with me so powerfully. Like, so what if this fluctuates? Mm. So what? how am I going to lead myself through the ups and downs of this? And the next month after was a 1.2 and the next month, 1.4 and the next month, 1.7. And it just continued to move and and go up. And then January 1.4 and February 1.5 and March 1.6 and then, or 1.8 or something like that. And then anyway, and then 3 million in May. And so it's been, it's been a crazy or like 2.8 in May. So it's just been a crazy, a crazy thing Mm -hmm. to watch it happen this way. I really love how you talk about growth and expansion over a lifetime because it really took the pressure off like my time frames. And I realized like my only goal is to just like continue being a better version of myself. And I'm like, I can absolutely do that. And I know that money will be reflected back to me. Yes. <laughs> like this is the most powerful piece of it all is that it's time that, that gets us every time. It really just does. It's like, oh gosh, I haven't done it. I haven't done it in this month. I haven't done it in this year. I haven't done this in this decade. I haven't done it before kids. I haven't done it before this. I haven't done it before the kids are here. I haven't done it before. And it's like, none of that matters. If, and the more we keep putting time on it, the harder it is. And I watch this happen on TV. I, I love watching this happen in shows where they put a timer on it. Like they'll have the best chefs in the world come together to, to do a cooking show with a timer and they will literally overcook a potato. That's such a good point. It's like, you are a genius cook. You're a Michelin star chef and you're undercooking shrimp. Like why? Because of the timer. So when we put a timer on our success, we don't access our full untethered potential. We access a limiter. And when you think of like old paradigm ways of pressuring people in life is like you add lack, you add pressure. 
This is how people used to push people to sell in the old masculine paradigm. Add there's not enough, add there's not enough time. It will add a pressure and people will do crazy things that they wouldn't normally do in that moment. And it's like, well, can't we have learned from that? That when you add time and pressure, you make decisions that are not good and you are hasty and frantic. Like, can't we learn from that? Mm -hmm. And maybe not apply time pressure to a business that we ultimately want to leave as a legacy in life. Like, why not go all in no matter what with pure potentiality untethered from human time? Because the fact is humans created time anyway. It's not like the universe comprehends time. The universe is going, what does two o'clock mean? When by May, what I, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> that command is not a valid command in the universe. Please try again later. Like, I don't know what might by Christmas means. I want to lose 10 pounds by Christmas. The universe is like, yeah, uh, what? <laughs> like it doesn't exist. Right. So it's just like navigating this, this human creation and the, and the pressure that we put to create things in a certain time frame when that's not necessary and really creating these completely free paradigms for ourselves, like limitless, untethered, untapped, no limits. And then we discover who we are. Yes. I'm obsessed with that. Um, okay. If you could break, like if you had like two top kind of manifestation hacks, what would they be? Disconnect from time. Yeah. Um, only two. Okay. Disconnect from time. I mean, you can give me more if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like the idea of two because it gives people really tangible things to look at. So disconnect from time is definitely a big one. Like just live your life. Like it's the moment that you're in. And the other thing is intentionality. So being aware of your life, your thoughts, how you're being, whatever it is that you can do that brings you joy, that makes you intentional. Like for me, arranging flowers, creating beautiful setups for myself, taking pictures, um, the, the creating parties, creating moments in my life that brings me forward in intentionality, gratitude, and joy. And I manifest a lot through that. So the intentionality that, that really uses your conscious mind and navigating it to feel the way you desire. Mm. I went and bought myself a nice, beautiful bouquet of flowers after one of your master classes last Yay! week. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You have so many amazing analogies too. Um, okay. My, I mean, my last question, and then we can just see if there's anything else you want to add is if you could, I mean, I guess it's kind of similar. If you could give one piece of advice to someone who's kind of looking to blow up her business, is there anything different you'd say in terms of, business? I would say that if you focus more on being the, the best version of you, the most aware, the most focused, the most cl squeaky clean, energetically, emotionally squeaky clean version of you, the business will grow. Mm, yeah. Because one of the beautiful things about this industry is I really believe we may be one of the only industries where when the money comes, we can hold it. So many people make the money because you're not, you don't need to be emotionally intelligent to make money, but something happens to rich people who haven't done this work and they're not necessarily happy. Hmm. So what I would suggest is work on the human so that when the money comes, you can actually enjoy the life you work for. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's your, what are your goals? I mean, you said a multi-million dollar month. Is there any other like life goals you have coming up or things that you're focusing on right now? 
Well, Kevin and I are have moved our wedding date, so we're we're looking at 2023 for our wedding, and then we're going to open the baby factory. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> um, so there's that on the personal side, and as far as the brand goes, it's just consistent evolution and growth. We're already beyond anything I could have ever imagined, but I guess the big thing in the ethers is like a nine-figure year. <laughs> Um, I, gosh knows whenever the heck that's going to happen. Cause that Probably feels like another year. planet <laughs> <laughs> that feels like another planet from now. So we'll have to see what, what, what comes from that, but that would be quite an extraordinary thing to do. Um, and just, just t- living beautiful moments. I really realize, you know, we're in Canada and it's been very, very tight with the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm in a, in a zone where they're allowing gatherings of eight people. So we were able to get together eight to to celebrate my niece's birthday and just setting Mm -hmm. it up the way that it looked and creating that memory, I realize is a big part of what I love. It's over the top. It's next level, but we'll never forget. And then I've also done a beautiful setup because we hit 8 million for the year. So I did a beautiful setup. So my team, I could do a team meeting and celebrate with my team. So I'm going to be leaking that on social media soon because it looks beautiful. And we had a lot of fun uh, team meeting with all the decorations, like repurposed the birthday party plus added more and made it look really, really beautiful. So celebrations, visual celebrations, travel. I look forward to seeing more of life, photography, magic, miracles, all the things, all just all of it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um when you do find the time that you are um getting ready to get pregnant do you have any fears or worries around like maintaining your business as well as pregnancy and having kids well one thing that I know is that if I ever wanted to scale back what I would scale back on is the private and the masterminds Mm -hmm. because as far as my private or as far as my programs go it's literally an hour to two hours a day and I, I would have a seven or $8 million a year business at this point with no growth, just like that. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it doesn't, it, it, I don't get in my head about, would I be able to run a business with children? But the question for me is how do I want to run a business with children? Yeah. And if there's anything else that I decide I want to change, I will. The other part of it is right now I'm doing such incredible things that I often feel like the transmissions that come through in my live programs are so amazing. I'm so excited and I'm so switched on and my energy is so still blown away by all this stuff that I feel like this is also a great time to kind of not automate, but keep some of these transmissions as is. So I can see in the future that some of the modules will be more recorded so that people can access this energy that I'm in right now. Cause I really think this is a contagious vibe that I'm in. Like when people spend time with me in this energy, they're like, ah. So I feel like being very conscious that right now I'm creating things that could potentially be long-term inside of the brand. So that when it is time for me and Kevin to have babies that, you know, let's say a program, a program that has 21 modules. Well, if it's 10 modules instead of 21, and I've, I've leaned back with my private clients, well, all of a sudden that feels a lot more doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So those were kind of all my questions. I'm trying to think if I if I could ask you one more thing before I um, let you go. But I think um, if you could just let everyone know where to find you and if you have any programs coming up, I know I really admire how you run your business and it's sort of like you just kind of sell things through your social media, but you don't really have like, you just kind of built a full on website, right? Yeah. I mean, I have never had a website. And I feel like for me, my brand is all about human connection. 
And even now having a team, the team is super connected to all the people. And we have all kinds of different ways that you can contact us. Like you can message us through Messenger, through Instagram. Um, you know, you can email us, but I don't do the whole website thing because, I, and it's not that I will never, it will never come. It's just, we don't have one yet just because we haven't needed one. People have led themselves to what they've needed. And it's been just a beautiful expansion. And I think sometimes we underestimate how powerful people are. I've had people find links. I don't know how they found them. <laughs> people who want to do something, figure out how to do it. Often we're afraid, but if people can't find it easily, maybe they won't do it. That's not my experience. I, I tend to magnetize leaders and people who know when they know, they know, and they'll go find what they're looking for. So I would say to stay connected with me, it's just connecting with me on social media. You know, my, my Instagram at alpha femme, my personal page on Facebook, Melanie Ann layer, my Facebook group, alpha femme. And, and then in there, you'll know everything that's coming up and what's happening. We're going to have another masterclass that's coming at the end of the month of June. It's going to be out of this world. I'm so excited about it. And, um, We've got some some fun programs that can be jumped into at any time. You can ask the alpha team about those. The next program that's coming up is cash, but that's going to be right at the beginning of June. So the next one is Femme Fatale in, in July. And that one is like my my most ultimate favorite, favorite, favorite program. So hmm. I'm excited about that one. But if you connect to me in my world, you will not miss a thing. Yeah. I can attest to that. Well, thank you so much, Melanie, for all your wisdom. I'm so I was taking so many notes and I'm so excited to publish this episode today and I'll, I'll send you the link when it's all done. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing.